Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. This is Wednesday, January 13th. We're going to call this a special episode coming off a playoff victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joining me, two great guys, friends of mine. First of all, Dwayne Evans. How are things going, Dwayne? Wonderful. Great start to the year. That's we right. Pittsburgh to get into the playoffs, and then we beat them to get, get them right back out. Man, back-to-back victories. Somebody expected us to win. Yeah, that sounds like a wonderful day to me. Yeah. And secondly, Alex Saplin. How, Alec, how are you? Beer tastes so much better after a Cleveland Browns win in Heinz Field. I'll tell you what. You know, 2021, I had the ball set very, very low following whatever the hell 2020 was. And you know what? 2021 is doing me right so far. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We're we're going to really enjoy that game and talk a lot about it, but before we do that, let's talk about what we're drinking, guys. Dwayne, I know you just grabbed something. What yeah, so I got, well, I'm, I'm going to drink light today. It's going to be a uh, pear bay pineapple uh, with a splash of orange juice. Okay. Excellent. Alec, what did you grab? I grabbed the most exquisite beer that I could find in my college apartment. It is the beer from the mountains of Colorado. It's just a Coors Light. It's just a Coors Light. Hey, it's a, it's a beer. It's and it's uh, suitable for celebrating a playoff victory. Absolutely. So that works. I'm drinking a a honey brown. Lager, guys. Ooh, honey brown. Those are good. It is good. I have con- not had those yet. It's in a convenient pint size, too. Oh, yeah. Got to try it. Those, those yeah. are good. I don't know if it comes in any other size. So, so yeah. Um, so far, so good. Good stuff. Uh, so, we're going to have some fun, guys. Uh, you know what? Before we even get into the game, I just got to say, this victory over the Steelers, it's just, it made things so much easier on all of us because, you know, not only the excitement and, and just the thrill of watching that game, and some of us have watched it two or three times because they keep showing it on NFL Network, which, which is awesome, but we don't have to go back and look stuff up anymore, guys. We don't have to go back and look up, you know, when's the last time the Browns made the playoffs? When's the last time the Browns won a playoff game? When's the last time the Browns beat Pittsburgh? When's the last time the Browns beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh? You know, right. when's the last time the Browns did this or that? You know when the last time, the time was? It was Sunday. It was Sunday, guys. It was the last time the Browns did everything. Damn, you know, you know, Rod, that just that just is such a surreal feeling. And I'm going to reveal my age here. The last time the Cleveland Browns won a playoff game, or at least were in the playoffs, let alone win, last time the Cleveland Browns were in the playoffs, I was about two years old. 2002. I am now, I am right? now 21. 
and I am able to gladly enjoy this playoff win when it means so much more that I know what is actually going on. Yeah, your last last win at Pittsburgh, I think, was 2003. Last playoff win before this was 95. You know, it, it's like all this stuff of us having to go back to, you know, to the 1950s and 60s, guys. Eventually, hopefully, we won't have to do that for talking about championships and stuff, too. But just the last time they beat them, the last time they beat them this bad, I think, was like 99. Like I, I, the first time I went to college, I, I was in Pittsburgh. That was that that the redemption game with 33 to 13. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, I mean, and it's a point where you got to you got to look all this stuff up because it's been so long ago. I mean, you know, my memory's not that good to be able to remember all these things after all these seasons. You know, mm-hmm. I might remember some of the games, but but man, it, it's just been too too long for all this stuff. So now <laughs> you know what, man, that 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 stuff is wiped away with this victory. Yeah, we're, we're definitely overdue, and and that's like like the consensus like across the board. Like you hear a lot of people say that you know I'm glad you guys are back in. You guys deserve it. It's, it's about time. I mean, y'all, I've had a history of, of, of whooping up people for so long. And y'all just had a, like a long stretch of it's just bad luck. It's just working around. I'm glad y'all back in. I, I'm glad to see y'all there. So that 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 part alone is you know a, a good feeling. You know we're no longer known as the, the mistake by the lake. You know people's like yeah Cleveland. Yeah. You know they they you know, they doing something. They, you know they're all right. Yeah, and guys, this was against Pittsburgh. Okay, everybody hates Pittsburgh. Everybody hates Baltimore. Okay. I'm going to say this right off the bat. I had at least three Steelers fans reach out to me either on Twitter or through messages saying, saying, I'm glad, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that this happened because of you and Browns fans like you. And good luck in the rest of the playoffs. So, so I just wanted to get that out there. There's a few good, there's a few good Steelers fans, guys. There are, there are. I actually have a couple of Steelers fans around here in Oregon, where one of them's my roommate. You know, we, you know, obviously we're going to be cordial with each other, we're roommates. The other one is a maintenance manager for my apartment building. You know, him and I go back and forth, but it's all in good fun. And even, yeah. even one of my buddies here, who's also a Steelers fan, right off rip, he goes, "Yeah, go win the Super Bowl." Yeah. They have pretty cool. They tend to do it. Is the the beauty of it all is like the, the, is this so real? It, it wasn't the fact that we we beat them at home, and then we beat them in in their home. I think that's the biggest part. We beat them in Heinz Field the way we did. I think that's the biggest part. It's not just that we won. It it, it wasn't a close game. It was like we beat them badly <laughs> at home. That's the part that makes it better. Yeah, so guys, what what were your emotions during this game? How how does the game make you feel just sitting watching it? I mean, I was watching it by myself. Okay, so typical Browns fan, first first quarter, pure excitement, right? Like, oh, boom, first quarter it was like twenty eight nothing. Then then for about halftime it was like thirty five to ten. Okay, all right, I've seen this happen multiple times. We're gonna relax. We're gonna regroup. And we're going, we're going to maintain focus. All we're going to do is run a clock. 
And then they start moving the ball, moving the ball, moving the ball. That 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 big gap of like twenty eight points start getting closer and closer and closer. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we we still winning. We have not lost the lead the whole game. We still winning. Just cool out, relax, keep running the ball. Don't pass a whole bunch. Just keep running the ball. Keep managing the clock. Just stay focused. We got this. No whole way. All of our defense. I need you to step up. We can make this happen. They got like another tur- another fumble and another turnover. I was like, hey, we good. We got this. Game's in the bag. I knew about third quarter. The game was won. I can sit down and relax after that. Fourth quarter didn't really matter. The game was already over. There was no way he was coming yeah. back. Yeah, it got right. down to like to like eleven. I was like, okay, wait a minute. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there were a minutes there when it was kind of like you're thinking, eh, yeah, yeah, we got to get this under control. But yeah, that was a short period of time. That seemed like a long period of time. <laughs> so, how about you, Alex? Like yeah, that like four minutes left. I was like, ooh. Look close. Yeah. yeah. First, first in the first half, I knew, okay, this is the most explosive that we have been since we went into Nashville and we played Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I said, there are a couple of ways that this can turn out. Either A, it can turn out that we keep our foot on the gas, or B, we can have them, you know, scare the hell out of us with uh, how they did back in back when we were in Tennessee, and and unfortunately it was the latter of the two. I would have preferred the former, but you know what? I knew I knew that they were not going to be able to come back. There was no way that they were going to be able to come back from what we did to them in the first two quarters. You know, in the fourth, in the third and fourth quarter, they had they put up more points than us. We are not a second half team whatsoever. We. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where all of our problems are. I'm looking at the box score here. Pittsburgh scored 10 in the first half, then went 13 and 14. Had we not had that big explosion in the first quarter, mm-hmm. we would have been in some serious trouble. But that doesn't matter because we did, and we're moving on to the divisional round. Yeah, so, but, I mean, they, you know, that was that was kind of planned. I mean, not that they... Not that the Browns didn't want to score any points in the third quarter, but they, but like Dwayne they said, they are running the clock, right? You know, trying to get the game, you know, get the game over with. For me, guys, I'm I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, man, it's twenty eight nothing. I'm thinking, man, it's only the first quarter. We still got three quarters left. I'm like, and and I'm kind of thinking the same thing that uh, you know that probably a lot of Browns fans were that. Um, this is going great. It's it's almost going too good against the Steelers. So good, right? <laughs> it's almost too good, and and there there's still so much time left in this game that the that the Steelers could easily get back in in it. So I'm like, man, if we were in the third quarter up this much, even the beginning of the third quarter, I'd be you know I'd be thrilled. But after one quarter, it was too early to think. Yeah, we got this game won. And the, the biggest part for me was we didn't have the the essential pieces that, that we normally have. Like we had a rookie on, on corner instead of Denzel Ward, which is our, our lockdown defender. We didn't have uh, Olivier Vernon on the other side of, of Miles Garrett, which is like our, our, our biggest one of our biggest pass rushers. Again, we had another guy just like you said, he just met in the, in the locker room on on the offensive line like that day. You know what I'm saying? So it was like everything was like really against us going to, going into this game. 
And like they they just really just gelled together. Like, hey, we got let everything out on the table. I told my wife, I was like, all the pressure is on Pittsburgh to win this game. All we have to do is go play and have fun. All the pressure was on Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. So obviously, guys, this was this was a lot bigger and better win against Pittsburgh, I guess, than it would have been against another team. Uh, what's what's the meaning of this victory for you know for the Browns franchise and for the fans? And Dwayne, I'll let you kick that off. Well, for the the franchise, um, I think a lot of us have have agreed that um, we know that next year we're not looking at trying to find another head coach. We're not looking at trying to replace another uh, quarterback. Speaking of quarterback, he's lasted the whole year. We're not down to our Thurston quarterback, which we've done in multiple years before. Uh, so we, we find our, our franchise quarterback who, who had been able to hold it down the whole time. Um, we have the, 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 the dual threat at, at, at running back. We got receivers and, and a tight end court. So we have, you know, building a, a unit with, you know, cohesiveness. Which can like keep making runs, you know, to, to start building that dynasty. Even if we don't make, um, even if for some reason, you know, we don't win the Super Bowl, we still have that that core unit that can keep keep building off of. You see, what I'm saying going going forward as far as the franchise go, as far as the fans go, as long as the the franchise doesn't say, well, we don't have enough money to pay these guys, or we have to dismantle the team like they did a few years ago. Where they went ten and four, and then they dismantled the team. The next like five years, they went like one and five, um, six and ten, uh, four and eleven. I was like, "What just happened? We just went ten and four like two weeks ago, <laughs> like a season ago. We was winning, and then the next two seasons, like you you didn't want to pay the people, so now we didn't have anybody. We had to rebuild the whole team again. But from that rebuild, we've got Denzel. Well, we got Miles um, Gary. We got um, Baker Mayfield, we got doing the trades and stuff. We got Jarvis and we got Odell and we got, you know, so all of these different pieces. We still have pieces that have been unfortunately on injury the whole season that we haven't been able to use yet. So we still have more than enough depth to go into the future. So fans are excited throughout throughout the league. Period. You yeah. see, we actually being able to compete and we're no, no longer the, the laughing stock of the league anymore. Finally. <laughs> what do you think, yeah, Alex? Finally is right. You know, for this franchise, I started being a fan back in 2010 when I moved from New York to Cleveland. You know, the franchise had been through so much, you know, starting from people, you know, people jumping into Lake Erie. <clears throat> Joey. Um, yeah. You have guys, you know, losing their minds every single week calling for you know people to get fired let me tell you something for the fans it must feel really damn good to know that we don't need to worry about a head coach or a quarterback in the offseason because we're not in the offseason yet you know it it feels really good knowing that this is also a first year head coach where you know there were there were people to you know to say the least they were skeptical about the cleveland browns and kevin Stefanski's direction I think that back when we had hard knocks in Cleveland, 
when Jarvis Landry said that it's contagious, we had a yeah. culture change. You know, that culture change was contagious. We saw that contagious culture on Sunday night when we put up almost when we dropped almost fifty on the you know, on the team that was at one point eleven and oh when the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions with the five hundred million dollar man, was not eleven and oh. Yeah. I want to yep. mention one thing in that too, and that the Steelers were were sought out to be unstoppable going into week twelve. They started and it, it started really in and this may be all for all the memes and whatnot. It's all starting it you know, it the real hit they took was actually thanks to Trace McSorley and the Ravens. When they started to, you know, when they almost lost to the Ravens practice squad, that's when teams saw that they were weak, they were vulnerable, and they could be beaten. And they mm-hmm. went one and five. They went one and six since going eleven and zero. Since going eleven and zero, one and six. That shows you that they weren't that they weren't good. They were cocky and they were arrogant, which really is, you know, which really. Proves itself when you see Chase Claypool on TikTok Live talking trash about the Browns, and you have Juju Smith-Schuster showing us his freaking hanging string lights like he's a high school e-girl, and saying, "I can't believe we really just lost that game." I mean, come on, that's what happens when you get cocky. Yep. Now look, looking back at at the the, the Steelers' schedule, right? <clears throat> they. Lost to Washington. The, again, a team that with no name. That was their first loss. The team with no name, Washington. Mm. They lost to them by a touchdown. They lost to the Bills by 11. They lost to the Bengals by 10. They barely beat the Colts. That, that was the game everybody talked about because they came back on the coast. That's why we worried about the second half. We went up 35, and they start coming back. So that's why we was worried about that game because they came back on the coast and won by four. But then they barely... They barely, um, and then they lost to us the last two games. Again, it was 24 to 22 on, on the third, and then we beat them 48 to 37 in the last game. So, like, they really, if you look at it through their whole schedule, all their games had been closed. They weren't really that good as the, their record showed. That's what I have been trying to tell people from their first couple of games. Oh, they're unstoppable, but they're beat. They live it enough. I don't care what the record says. Look who they've been playing. Look how they've been playing. They work, they, they're really not that good. They've been getting lucky wins. Winning by four. Winning by a, a, a touchdown. Winning by missed points here, missed points there. It's not really. Yeah. They weren't really that good to begin with. Well, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Other than the Browns were taking criticism early on for their, you know, for for who they were beating and and you know, and, and the quality of their wins and all that bull crap. So, and, 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 that, so, and that's the that's the biggest part that made the wins so significant. Because when we yeah. lost to Oakland at home, again, we should not have lost. No matter the, because we we couldn't move the ball at all, whatever reason, it was a bad day. When we lost to the Jets, that game we shouldn't have lost. Okay, those 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 are the two that really stick out throughout the whole season. It was like. Well, you, yeah, you beat the Titans, but you lost to the Jets. Okay. Yeah, you know you what? I mean, the Browns day. won 11 right. games. I mean, heck. <laughs> you know, I mean, I 
I don't think you, when you win 11 games, I don't think you need to worry about the losses. Yeah, you don't. But again, because of who we are, it makes it stand out. And that's how people looked at it. Well, well it's the Browns, whatever. And, I, and that's how they were looking at it. It's the, the Browns is the Browns. That's the whole, the whole point. But, you know, it, it's whatever. You know, they're the Browns. They're going to lose. You know, they're, nobody's going to pay me any attention. And then we came out and, like I said, the first half of the game, shocked the world. They was like, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. We really got to play football. It, it, they ain't going to be no pushing over team no more. No, we're not. <laughs> Yeah, and guys, yeah, I don't want to sp- last year. Yeah, I don't want to spend a lot of time on on this because it's kind of a topic for another show. But um, does this does this signify a, a changing of the guard in the di- in the division between the Browns and Steelers? Uh, yeah, not just between the Browns and Steelers. It, it's definitely a, a change in guard, though. Uh, the, the Steelers is not is no longer the top of the league, though. I can tell you that. You agree, Alec? I I absolutely agree. It's between, and I will tell you. I will tell you what. Had he had not gotten injured, Joe Burrow would have made a splash this year. Had he had a competent offensive line, we would have seen some crazy shit out of Joe Burrow. And I mean, here's the thing. It, it's tied right now. It's tied between the Cincinnati Bengals, who are going to be scary. It's going to be one of those games to watch next year. Baltimore, they're going to be, you know, they didn't, the record didn't show it, but they got better, you know. And uh, really, you know, one of the one of the biggest, one of the bigger matchups I want to see in the AFC Championship is Cleveland Baltimore three. I would love to see that. I would love mm-hmm. to see Cleveland go back to Baltimore and and kind of right that wrong because let's be let's be real here in their. In the two games that they that the Browns played away from both the Browns and Steelers, or both the Ravens and Steelers, the Ravens put up 38 in Week One, and the Steelers put up th- uh, th- no the Ravens. Oh yeah, both both of them put up 38 points on us at their home. Mm-hmm. You know, the second game we played against Steelers, we won. Second game we played against the Ravens, we lost barely. Right. So. That that third matchup would be something I would like to see. This this matchup that we had on Sunday really just exposed the Steelers for what they are and what they are are a bunch of frauds. Well, I think if the Browns are able to, and we'll we'll, we'll get to we'll get to the KC game, but if the Browns are able to find a, a way to get past KC, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be afraid of anybody, you know, in in that next game. Um, you know, obviously Baltimore or Buffalo, either one would be a, a tough opponent, but, uh, but, you know, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that eventually. So guys, this game was packed with big plays. Uh, this, 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 this Browns Steelers game. Um, I, I made, I made a list of these plays cause I mean, so much happened and this is just the first half, you know, yep. um, and because I, you know, so many things, and I watched the game twice, and I watched highlights twice, and I, I still can't wrap my head around everything that happened. Okay, so, so there, you know, the game starts with the bad snap, you know, for a touchdown. Then there's the the pick by Stewart, and which leads to the Jarvis touchdown, and then there's um, touchdown pick. number one, and then the red wine pick, 
um, which leads to Hunt touchdown number two. And then there's the Porter Gustin pick, which uh, mm-hmm. do you guys do you guys think Olivier Vernon can lay would lay would have laid out for that ball just the same? I mean, yeah, I'm just being I'm just being funny. Um, Porter Gustin made a heck of a catch there. He was, that was he, a, that was that was a wide receiver catch. It was a tremendous catch. So Perfect. Porter Gustin makes that catch, um, that pick. Um, the Steelers score one touchdown, and then there's the Hooper touchdown, which I think is pretty much near the end of the half, the first half. So, of all those plays, kind of, um, I'll give each of you guys a, a chance. Um, we'll start with Dwayne. Just kind of tell me what you think were maybe the top two or three biggest plays of the game. Well, and you, you can throw let's, something let's, else let's in if with... you want. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm going to start with the most, one of the, the, the most significant things that you didn't mention. The last two games, Baker didn't get, get sacked. Okay. Baker didn't throw any, any, any interceptions. Yeah. We had no turnovers on our end, and our, and our protection was, was perfect. Which is amazing with, with, the, with the guys out on the line. That's one of the one of the biggest things that a lot of people like said because we missed so many people what, what, out with COVID and our injuries. That was one of the biggest things that nobody really paid attention. Like the same thing with with the Jets game. Like we were missing, like we had absolutely no receivers. But we played with all tight ends. We didn't really we didn't lose that game by a lot. But it was, it was the principle of the matter that we you know we we lost, lost that game. But this game, like I said, this run by uh by Nick Chubb, who ran for like twenty seven, um, forty some yards, he was playing. The like the the run by by Hunt, where he just be like barreled through people for like a good five yards after he got got hit on like the five yard line. And nobody yeah, watch that play right now. He, he just bowled people over. Yeah, Kareem Hunt that, was ran like a man was up, man. Right, you know what I'm saying. So it was like, so it was like you said, so many different plays, so many different different things that went right, and for us, uh, that it just it just it just played out in our favor. It got outplayed. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think, Alec? Do you have a do you have a list of some of the top plays or or top points, top moments? Yeah, top plays. You know, without a shadow of a doubt, is that first pipe. That set the tone. Set yeah. the tone for the rest of the night. It's a, it was a predecessor of what was yet to come. Those two touchdowns by Kareem Hunt, you know, we didn't need Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb ran the ball like he normally does. And and it was Kareem Hunt first time back in the NFL playoffs for in a little while. And he did a damn good job. And and I mean, here's the thing. We went up 28-0. That touchdown, I forget which touchdown it was. I think it, it probably was Kareem's second touchdown that we went up 28-0. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. the top one for me. Yeah. Because he, he, he bye-bye to the camera after that one. He was like, yep, game is over. Bye-bye. <laughs> yep. See you later. Because after that, you see, you see the field that's been apart. They couldn't complete passes. They, they were throwing short. Another thing, Baker, Baker's passes were more on point. They weren't throwing high like you normally does. 
They want to throw him behind. They want to throw him extra short. And like I said, then after that, like I said, still another pick. Another pick. Like I said, we, we have 28 nothing. It's it like middle of the second half. And then here come Chubb. Running over people. 15 yards. Another 10 yards. you like, this game was out of control. Like I said, that, that, that Batman and Robin, that, that one two punches is, is, is dangerous. Yeah, guys, for me, I, I think the uh, – I'm going to agree with Alec. The, the bad snap that gave the Browns a touchdown on that first play, I mean, that, that set the tone, and that was probably the biggest play of the game. Uh, then then it, after that, it's kind of a – I'll kind of uh, give two things that I think are the, are the second – and one is what you said, Dwayne, with the uh, with the Browns, no no sacks, no turnovers. And there's also on the other side, there's the four picks that Ben threw. Okay, but okay. <clears throat> the next the next biggest play for me, I think, was was the touchdown to Hooper near the end of the first half that gave the Browns, which was an answer to the to the Steelers touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's just. You know, you're at a point where the Browns, you know, it, it's 21 and a uh, 21 point lead. And I think the Steelers, um, I, I don't remember how much time was left, but you're, it, it just put the momentum right back toward the Browns again. It just stopped the momentum for the Steelers. It was, and it was like, I, I, oh. I'm watching a highlight here. 34 seconds left. It was, it, they put it up 35 to 7. <laughs> like yeah, say, I, I think that touchdown, I think that touchdown pretty much. You know, just I think that touchdown then, almost ended the game. I think it did. And then we held them to a field goal, which would have been thirty-five to ten. Yeah, yeah. Instead of letting them get another touchdown, that that play right there, that that was, that again was significant. And let them instead of because we can't let them get the under the uh the passer underneath. Uh, that and that's why being through for five hundred yards. But like I said, it wasn't no big plays. You know, he wasn't no passes over. You know, over fifty yards, him going deep, we getting outmanned, out you know, outran. It was he was getting twenty yards here, ten yards here, ten yards here. So that kept adding up. But when we didn't get burnt deep, we didn't have those misplays like we did the um couple of games before that. So we cleaned up a lot from last week to make up you know for this past week. Cause we realized you know, the stuff that we missed. And like I said, then we came back and it started eating up the clock. So yeah, and that and the five hundred yards doesn't even count the yardage on the on the interceptions. Nope. <laughs> you know the thing that got I mean, me. I, also, I, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm sorry to cut you off here, but also you got to you know, regardless of what side of the of the Brown Steelers fandom you're on, you, you know that was the first time we really have seen five hundred passing yards since Tom Brady in, in the Super Bowl against Philadelphia. That that game was very good for Ben Roethlisberger, and and regardless of if he retires, which I think he should, or not, you know that was a very 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 powerful performance by Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you can't put that aside. You you have to look at every aspect of the game, especially when it comes to teams like Pittsburgh. Like Kansas City, like like Buffalo, like Baltimore, like whoever we would face in the NFC, like 
Green Bay, like Los Angeles, like whoever. Right. It does not matter. We have right. to be able to realize that, you know, there are still so many other accomplishments and so many other things that we have to be aware of. Ben Roethlisberger erupted last game. He threw for a lot of yards. Right. He did. He, did. he, he threw for a lot of yards. You know what? Um, um, you know, he, he threw uh, four touchdowns and, and four interceptions. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, he, he's throwing when he's throwing against the defense that is giving him the underneath stuff. So, you know, I don't want to take stuff away from him. Because yeah, he you know I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that that Big Ben is, is washed up and is over with, and you know he he didn't have a good game. But I'm looking at other uh, other nuances of, of the game that are, are different. Like I don't think he had a good Miles Garrett playing linebacker instead of, instead of uh, on a lineman. You know what I'm saying? Stuff that again, normal people don't play. Normal defensive end, he's gonna play defensive end. He's gonna steal the ball. Miles Garrett coming out from from defensive end spot playing middle linebacker. He like I'm I'm going to have the team win wherever you want me to be at. That's what I'm gonna play at. I think Miles could play play safety if he want if the Browns ask him. If to, he wants, if he wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> I think Miles could play any position. You know, he definitely so it's like, yeah, he's he's uh, yeah he's. He could he could probably play anything. He could probably be the fourth string quarterback for all we know too. Um, you know, guys, I'll be honest. It surprised me, and I know it's just the way the game went, and and uh, the, that the Browns really didn't run the ball that much in this game. I mean, Nick Chubb only had 18 carries. Kareem Hunt had eight carries. Did those numbers surprise you at all? Carries though, that was the beauty of it. Oh, I know. It's just it's just amazing to look back at it and think the Browns put up 48 points and Nick Chubb only had 18 carries. I I expected him to have a bunch of carries, and you know, and I, I'm not I'm not criticizing anybody. It's just the way the game went. You know, the Browns didn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, they scored pretty quickly when they had the ball. Uh, you know, but uh, but 18 carries, 76 yards, and and Hunt was. Uh, you know, had 48 yards on eight carries and a couple of touchdowns, obviously. But uh, I really, I think what I'm getting at is I feel like the Browns haven't even tapped into or come close to tapping into their full offense yet. I feel like I feel like they could they could give these guys 30, 40 carries in a game easily if now, they need uh, that in a game. How how many receiving yards did, did uh, Nick Chubb have? I'm looking at like they had a lot of screens and stuff too, so that may be another reason why I didn't have a lot of rushing yards. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that up. He had that it. screen pass in the second half. I know that. Yeah, was yeah, a tough yeah. Time. I'm looking at the highlights now again. It had a lot of screen passes and stuff like that too. That's why that, that one set that yeah. that was like 40 yeah, he, some yards. It was off he, had, screen he had four pass. catches for 69 yards in the touchdown. Yeah, see, and, uh, that, Kareem Hunt had one catch for 13 yards. So. So, yeah, I mean that's another that's another eight five uh, five touches and uh, what about eighty yards for the, for the two backs? Yeah, see oh. that that that's the other part you got to look at too. It, it wasn't just running like a, like a handoff run, and they count that as a rush, but he he run a screen and stuff like that. That was the other part that that was making him pay for it. 
Oh, you're right. You're right. So between them, they, they did have about 200 yards from scrimmage in the game. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's a great point, Dwayne. That's a great point. Um, you know, Baker's 3-0, and only 263 yards, but that's all they needed, you know? <laughs> right, which means his arm ain't sore. He ain't had, he ain't had to throw 500 yards, especially when, when the other team throwing five, five picks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was a heck of a game. I mean, um, I, I think it's just, it's a game we're going to look back on for a long, long time. This, um, there will be, there, there will be plenty of time to talk in the off season guys, but you know, I don't know. I think there'll be a, I think there'll be a lot of debate between which game is the, the turning point for this franchise, whether it was, you know, that game, the game in Cleveland or the game in Pittsburgh. And I think that's probably a talk for another time. But, um, you know, for me, I think it's this game in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I, I agree with you on that point. I think it's the game in Pittsburgh. Because we, we beat them in Cleveland before, but beating them in Pittsburgh has been a, a very, very long time. Uh, and like I said, that, that's what and it, that's in the made, playoffs nonetheless. Right. Yeah, so... You know, I really, I really don't want to stop talking about this win over the Steelers, but the Browns have a playoff game coming up on Sunday. And it's yeah. about three, three fifteen, or it's a strange yeah. time. It's like three oh five or something like that. Three oh five. Three oh five. Okay. Yeah. Um, three oh five. Yeah. So, um, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, favorites to win the Super Bowl ever since, uh, you know, since they won it last year, I guess. Uh, you know, um, everybody loves Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Everybody loves uh, Andy Reid. Everybody loves Chiefs. So, uh, Browns have have a uh, a very challenging opponent ahead of them. Uh, Chiefs are nine and a half points. Uh, you know, the favorite in this game. Um, the over/under in this game is 57, which to me doesn't sound nearly high enough. Which that's probably about as high an over/under as you're going to see, I think. But uh, I would take the over. Um, uh, and uh, it, Sammy Watkins came out with uh, a nice little statement, uh, a la Juju. Um, somebody said, "Looks like we'll have some competition next week," and Sammy says, oh, "I wouldn't go that far." LOL. Um, yeah, Sammy. Well, Sammy was so active on the Chiefs this year that he caught 37 balls for 421 yards and two touchdowns. So, Sammy, just take a seat over there while the rest of your team plays because Sammy hasn't even been practicing this week. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. Sammy said that knowing that Juju Smith-Schuster said that we're the same old Browns, and now Juju gets to say Cancun on three and in reference to Shaquille O'Neal. And the inside the TNT or inside the NBA guys on TMT, he gets to go to Cancun or Cabo or wherever the hell he wants to go make his thirty-seven thousand four hundred and twenty-first TikTok. Who the hell cares? Who cares? We're okay. gonna be going, and I mean, we're gonna be going up. Yeah, we know the odds are against us, but to see that they ran their mouth and they got smacked, Sammy Watkins knows better. Well, Sammy just kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, of a guy who, 
you know, the the little guy in the corner, you're just like, yeah, yeah, my boys are gonna gonna beat you, you know, <laughs> but he's not gonna take part in the battle at all. Because he's not even he's, I think he's uh, he's got some kind of a uh, what an ankle ankle injury or something. I don't even know if he's gonna play, but you know, but he's got to be the one running his mouth. So um, I think he he's probably still a little butthurt over the Browns not taking him a few years ago uh, in the draft. Because the Browns had a shot at drafting Sammy. Um, yeah. You know, but uh, they should have taken Khalil Mack anyways <laughs> at that point. What can you say? What can you say? God, uh, I, I think care. about that. Yeah. <laughs> we got a team that we got, and we, we're going to make it work. We're doing it. And then maybe while we, we, are, we weren't in the position then that we are now, because we didn't draft the players that we did. Or we could have then, but we didn't have the leadership uh-huh. that we did then. So and those guys wouldn't those guys wouldn't be here even if we had taken them anyway. So so yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with where we are, Dwayne. Definitely, but uh, but yeah, Sammy Sammy shouldn't be doing stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, Sammy Watkins, Willie Gay, Mitchell Schwartz uh, did not practice as of today. Um, Browns. Kevin Stefanski's back, I guess, with uh, the other coaches. Um, Denzel Ward, Kevin Johnson are back. Uh, yep. Joel Petonio, uh, Kaderil Hodge, and um, yeah, and Kaderil Hodge are still on the COVID list. So I don't know what the outlook is for those guys. Um, you know, I don't know if they still have lingering effects. If there's a chance they'll play. Um, I don't know about and uh, Jack Conklin, B.J. Goodson, David Njoku all did not practice. Yeah, they're, they're on day to day with injuries. I, I was watching uh, the thing talking to the coach earlier. They have uh, two of them got like uh, hamstring injuries and one of them is somewhat other injury, but they're on like day to day. So they they they're allowed not to be playing on Sunday, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for me, guys, I'll just I'll throw this out now. I know how the line has been playing, how they played against the Steelers and the Steelers have a good defensive line. Chiefs have a really good defensive line, too. You know, I I don't know. I don't know which line's better, but the Chiefs get after it, man. Um, You know, I, I. I would feel a whole heck of a lot better if we had Petonio and Conklin out there, uh, if they were healthy. I, I just don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, so, I mean, that would be a big thing for me. I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm glad Wyatt Teller's, you know, back and playing for us and everything. Um, I would sure hope that we get at least one of those guys back, if not both of them. Uh, but, you know, if not, it makes the game a little bit tougher. In my eyes, just because of that Kansas City defensive line, I and I know they get after it. So um, I, I don't know. What, what do you guys? Is that a concern for you guys, or do you think that that the Browns can set their offense up like they did, did against Pittsburgh and just have Baker get rid of the ball real quick and everything will be fine? Um, I'm going to say I believe that whatever the coach has. Uh, planned is going to work. Um, the, our line is not the issue. Uh, I believe that 
because of how that there are how Kansas City offense worked, that all of those plays that we gave up with, with Pittsburgh, all those short passes, we we, we need to fix that, those gaps. That that the middle linebacker core, those, those cornerbacks. That's why I'm glad like uh, Denzel Ward is back because of those those some of those plays that he normally would shut down. He wouldn't get he, he would shut they wouldn't get it shut down while he was out for those three weeks. Yeah. I I have a concern about these guys coming off COVID because we've seen what COVID did to Miles. And this is true. I, I just I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how these guys are gonna be affected. You know, I don't know how now, if Denzel's gonna be able to go out there and play, you know, full bore all the time, or if he's gonna, you know, be taking plays off like Miles has, or you know, or what's gonna happen. Even if he takes plays off, his presence is going to be known. It's going to be felt versus him not being in the game at all. Yeah. Um, another thing is a lot of people are looking at the same thing that we've been looking at. Most of the Kansas City has did like Pittsburgh did last week or week before last. Where they took out most, most of their starters or they've been out for, you know, almost a month. Relaxing. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been playing and practicing, and we and, and charged up, and we and we running off this, this two big high or beating on our rivals, and they've been relaxing, waiting on us. So we have that again going off. The momentum is still building. We're still you know still growing. Now we're getting our team back together, getting our head coach back together, we get all the rest of the people back that we need to you know put in place. We still missing a few pieces here and there. But I still believe that we still we still still have a better outcome. Yeah, Alec, I'm gonna let you jump in here. You've been quiet. So um, the Kansas City Chiefs, no, their their defensive line, and you know, and, and getting some of these guys back. You know, what are your, some of your thoughts on this? I'm gonna give my thoughts instead of just on the defensive line. I'm gonna give my thoughts on the game as a whole. Okay. The last time that the Cleveland Browns matched up with the Kansas City Chiefs was November 4th of 2018, where the, where the Chiefs took the win over the Cleveland Browns, 37-21. Patrick, McCall, Patrick Mahomes went for 375-3-1, when Baker Mayfield went for 297-2-1. The, one of the bigger factors that the Chiefs had in that game was number 27, Kareem Hunt which just so happens to be on our side of the ball now. That, But, you know, in this time as on, on Sunday, what they have on the defensive side that I'm going to be very weary of is number 32 in red. That would be a badger, more specifically the honey badger, Tyron Matthew. That is going to be very, very – that's that's their X factor. Mm-hmm. That is their – game wrecker on defense you know i've I've followed his career since arizona he's a hell of an athlete a hell of a ball player yeah he knows what he's doing you have patrick mahomes who is a he is a robot and we need to be on the ball but in that 2018 matchup against the chiefs tyreek hill their one weapon only had 69 yards no touchdowns. We have to be able to lock up Tyreek Hill. He's their speedster. He will beat our secondary. So we have to stop him right in his first steps or else we're going to get torched every single time. 
As for Baker Mayfield, he needs to be on his A-game, which I know he will be. He needs to be able to get the ball out of his hands quick. I think there was an average of 2.4 seconds last game against Pittsburgh was the amount of time that it took for him to get the ball out of his hand, if not lower. I think it was actually closer to 2.1. Yeah, I think so. We need that. We need speed on this because they got speedsters all over the field. The, that's really just the keys to victory for me. Yeah, so how, how do you guys see... I mean, you're, you're giving keys, but how do you see the Browns... Um, how do you see the Browns' game plan as far as what they have to do, you know, to actually to, to beat Kansas City? And I know it's said about uh, uh, Tyreek Hill... Uh, you know, slowing him down, their speedster, but Mahomes seems to be able to find somebody. You know, you got um, it. the Browns have not been good against tight ends for years and years. I mean, you got to be scared to death, of Travis Kelsey, in this game. For one thing, he's going to go off for like 200 yards and three touchdowns. Okay, the Browns have to slow. Mm-hmm. They they got to slow down some of these guys. Um, you know, I think the Browns can slow down. You know the backs, and maybe you know if Denzel Ward is up to speed, hopefully he can he can uh, slow down uh, Tyreek Hill. You know, fastest man you know in the NFL. Um, hopefully he can limit him somewhat. But man, Travis Kelsey, who is going to slow down Travis Kelsey and and keep him under ten catches and 150 yards and two touchdowns? I mean, the Browns really don't that, have that's any. That's the question. That's that's the question. Well, that, that, to me, and that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying before. That that those issues about right that that middle, that that middle linebacker core that that right that, and that's where he loves to play right there in the middle. Yeah. He, Travis Kelsey's not finna run no you know route where you know he he's finna play with Denzel Ward on the corner. Right. All his passes are right. right there in the middle. But when he catches up the middle, he gonna go for 15, 15, 20 yards of catch. That's a yeah. problem. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if we're doing it every, every time he catches the ball. Yeah, I I think I think uh, I would be more afraid of Kelsey than I, than I would of uh, of Hill, it, assuming that Denzel Ward is locked up on Tariq Hill throughout this game, and that Denzel Ward is healthy and able to to play most all of this game. Um, I think I think Kelsey's the key. So so. It was, Assuming that that Kansas City, that their offense is able to, you know, put up a bunch of points. I mean, to me, that means that the Browns offense going to have to score a lot, right? So um, Mm -hmm. you want to score. You also want to, you want to do what? You want to, you want to try to hopefully keep their offense off the field. So I think the Browns would really, really love to run the hell out of the ball in this game. Um. You know, if there's a game when you want to just just run and take time off the clock and 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 end it with touchdowns, I think this is the game. It's against Kansas City. So, I you know what I I didn't even look at stats. I usually look at stats for teams. I know Kansas City's a very good team, so I'm like I'm not even going to bother to look at how they are against a run or the pass. I know they're pretty good, so um, I think if the Browns can. The Browns need to run the ball effectively, 
and and they're going to have to find ways to get some stops on Kansas City's offense somehow. I think I think those are some keys, along with what Dwayne was already saying as far as uh, as far as Baker being on his game, and and hopefully, uh, you know, the Browns' offensive line either they get the starters or or the guys they have out there play effectively. Another key that I really want to bring forward is to uh, is to make sure that our defense is playing with that same fiery intensity that they did within the first half of that Pittsburgh Steelers game. Patrick Mahomes has thrown his last four out of six interceptions in the last three games that he played. He threw like three interceptions against the Miami Dolphins. We are better than the Miami Dolphins. We should yeah. be we should be able to create more turnovers than the Miami Dolphins did. Not saying that the Miami Dolphins are bad by any means necessary, but I am saying that we have a better, more productive team that knows what the hell to do. Right, and I 100% agree with what Dwayne was saying earlier that uh, that the 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 Chiefs have had this locked up. They've been they've been you know they've been resting. Um, you know I don't know uh, the last week of the season. I don't know if how many of their guys played. You know, their starters got some rest last week of the season. They didn't play last week. And the Browns have been out there busting their butts to, you know, to get in the playoffs in advance. I think that gives the Browns, you know, the Browns players who have been playing an advantage over the guys who haven't played in two or three weeks for KC. You know, that there's, there's potential. You know, I don't know if Patrick Mahomes gets rusty, but some of the other guys on the team sure could. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's gonna be no no huge blowout. It's gonna be no major upset, or it's gonna be no big event. But it, you know, if, if we could slow down because you know he he ate what, one too many pizzas while you sitting out for for two weeks. Hey, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> no, I I agree with you. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that, yeah. I I'm saying the same thing as you. I'm I'm not saying it means the Browns are gonna go in there and kill them, but but yeah, I'm saying it definitely helps the Browns. The fact that that KC. That some of their guys haven't played in, in two weeks. I think it's a plus for the Browns, definitely. And guys, I, I think uh, you know after the, the Browns, the Browns don't have anything to lose at this point. They don't. Nope. They, they have. They. This is. These are are. This is a team that was trying to get to the playoffs this year and, and I don't I don't care what their goals were internally at the beginning of the season. I can't imagine anybody when they sat around and said, "Okay, I want you to write your goals down and put them inside your locker." That anybody wrote down that they wanted to win the Super Bowl this year. Okay? I just don't think that was realistic for this team. So, uh, you know, under a first-year head coach with COVID and everything else going on, I think this team wanted to take a big step this team's taking a big step. So, man, they can leave it all on the field. They are playing with house money right now. They can go out and have no fear, not be afraid of anybody, and, and just go in there and and just let it all hang out. And, and yep. like you said, I mean, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh had all the pressure on them. KC might not be afraid of the Browns. I mean, KC's a very talented team. But KC's got you know a little bit more pressure to 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 beat somebody than the Browns do at this point. Yeah, I, I'm completely agree with this. Same thing, Alex. 
All the pressure is, is going to be on K, uh, KC this week. Uh, because, again, everybody's talking about they're, they're the returning Super Bowl champions. You know, everybody's expecting them to, to, to win. They're 10-point favorites. And, you know, the, the Browns, we have nothing to lose, though. We, our, our goal was to make it back to the playoffs, make it back to, you know, to, to this point. We're, we're already past – we've already exceeded the point. Or we want, we're in the playoffs. We're, we're in the second round of the playoffs. Now, now, anything, anything we do now is, you know, is, is exceptional. It's beyond, you know, just making it to the playoffs. We're in the second round of the playoffs. We're going to get, get ready for the, to the third round. We're going to focus on this game and then go on to the next one. All the pressure is on them. They have to beat us so they can try to go back to the Super Bowl. We just like, I'm just going to play the game that our coach told us to play, and we're going to play our game, and we're going to win. Or, or we're going to build for next year. All right, this is on you. I don't really care no more. <laughs> like I said, we, because, because like I said, so much had went wrong this year, we, like I said, with COVID and injuries and missing players, and all eyes were against us completely from, from the start. And so not being able to practice, not being able to get into the field, the whole training camp was scrapped. We're doing it all virtually. You know what I'm saying? The whole nine. You know what I'm saying? To get to this point where we are now is just exceptional. Again, that's from a, a fan standpoint, from a coach's standpoint. Like the way the way he put them together, the way he built them, they built the cohesion. And notice we didn't really get a lot of um, COVID stuff until like the second, really the second half of the year. Yeah, and we didn't have a lot of bad injuries until like the second half of the year. Yeah, we lost Jarvis early. I mean, not Jarvis, um, Odell early part of the year, but that was like the that was the like biggest major injury. Everybody else, you know, said was good. We lost Miles for part for part of the year um, due due to COVID, but even even when he came back, he wasn't all the way full strength. But it's been a couple of weeks now; he's getting back to so his normal self. And I think that may, that may be a thing with uh, with Denzel Ward, where they kept him out for like two or three weeks. Because he could have came back, I think, last week, but it was like, no, we're going to give him another week or so to make sure that we're good. We're going to need him next, these next two rounds. Yeah, man, I, I hope you're right about Denzel. I hope he is I hope he is feeling good now because <laughs> we, we can really use him in this game to, to give the Browns you know, to give the Browns a fighting, fighting chance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I so, will say this. I expected nine and six, ten and five, or I expected nine and seven, ten and six out of the Cleveland Browns this year. Then I saw that we were making the playoffs. I said one win. That's all I'm asking for. They got their win. I was very happy on Sunday night. Anything else that happens is just bonus. I'm going into this game on Sunday. No expectations. I don't expect Baker to have the best game. I don't expect us to be doing all that great against the Super Bowl champions. But you know what? If they do win, then nothing's stopping us. I agree, man. We're uh, Browns are in the tournament and they're up against number they're up against the number one team. And if if they win this game, all bets are off. Seriously. Yep. Seriously. So uh you guys ready to give some predictions for this game? Mm-hmm. All right. Hell yeah. Dwayne, I got you first. So, providing all the stars lining up and we have no more issues between Wednesday and Sunday, 
So nobody else tests positive, and then nobody gets injured these next couple days of practice. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that ten point uh, deficit, and instead of the Browns are going to win by at least ten. So, so you got the Browns winning by ten. Nice. At least. At least. You want to give an actual score or just say Browns by 10? I'm going to say Browns by 10. Uh, it's, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be close. It's not going to be no – it's not going to be a, a major upset, but it's going to be close. Right? So I'm going to say Browns by 10. Okay. Alec, what do you, what do you have? Baker Mayfield is playing like the his Oklahoma self. He took three years to get to his Oklahoma self, his Heisman winning self. During his time in Oklahoma, he did have a matchup with MVP and opposing quarterback Patrick Mahomes of Texas Tech. That game, they put on a show. Baker Mayfield having a total of 564 yards with seven touchdowns and Patrick Mahomes with 819 yards and five touchdowns. Oklahoma was able to get the win that night. I think that it's going to be a repeat of what we saw when Oklahoma, led by Baker Mayfield, went to Lubbock, Texas, to face Patrick Mahomes in Texas Tech. They're gonna sh- they're gonna put on a hell of a show, but the Cleveland Browns are gonna go with the win. I'm not gonna give a I'm not gonna give a score. I don't know by how much. I'm just gonna say that the Browns are gonna win. Did you say Mahomes threw for for 800 yards? <laughs> he had 734 yards total. Yards was 819. Oh my gosh! Hey, I mean, I've heard of that game this in a while. Oh, I know, I know. So take like a hundred off on each side. So, mm-hmm. so give Mahomes six hundred and Baker four fifty for this one. Deal. Huh? <laughs> it's that regardless, you know, you're going to see. Yeah, it's going to be a gonna shootout. See, you're going to see a shootout. It, there's no, there's no doubt about it. Hey, I agree with you guys. I mean, my score might be a little bit low here, but I. I wrote this down when I was prepping, and I'm going to go with Browns. I think it, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be one of those where where the Browns, you know, maybe uh, maybe score a touchdown to win it near the end. But I've got the Browns winning 42 to 38, and, or something like that. Something like that. I th- I just think I just think it's going to be a back and forth game where uh, with a lot of scoring. And, and take the over because 57 points is not enough to to account for these two offenses. It's not enough. I will also <laughs> throw in another prediction here. Whatever team has the ball at the end of the game will win. Well, it's yeah. going to be that close. Well, that's kind of what I'm expecting with that 42 to 38. I'm hoping the Browns have the ball last. Well, with at least a, a minute or so on the clock, <laughs> not like with 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, somebody posted earlier, like, a, like again, they played like some years ago. Where we had like, um, back, hold on, I'll tell you, who do we have? We had, uh, let's see if I can pull it back up here. Uh, give me a second. Like they played Kansas City, and they ended up losing on like a, a play at the end because somebody had like an unsportsmanlike conduct. 
and we lost by like a field goal. I was like, yeah, we can't have we can't have the game being that close. I don't I don't want that game no more. We want a good clean game. <laughs> yeah, I I, I tag you in so you, you can see it. That okay. means Miles. No matter what anyone says, you cannot fling your friggin' helmet. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've all got the yeah. Browns winning. That's uh, yeah, it, it, matter of fact. You bought you bought spot on because it was uh, 30, 37 to thirty nine. The Browns was winning, and then they had a uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, and then. They had in kicking a field goal and the Browns, I mean, and and KFC Kansas City won forty to thirty nine because because the field goal at the end because unsportsmanlike conduct. I was like, yeah, we cannot have that. Mm-mm, I don't want the game that close. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it'll just come down to a a touchdown pass right near the end of the game for Baker. It's kind of what I'm feeling. <laughs> so, uh. Dwayne, you have some final thoughts. We're going to close things out. Yeah, so final thoughts. Um, continue with the mindset that, that we're on. We're going to stay 1-0, just like we've been doing the, the whole season. Stay focused just on this one game. Don't look forward to, to the next game. Stay focused just on this one game because we get so concerned about who we're going to play, if it's going to be Buffalo or or the Ravens, and we lose sight and think that Kansas City is going to get run over, and we're going to lose this game. We don't want to do that. We're going to stay focused. We're going to keep our head in this game. Um, again, I, I tell people all the time, my favorite saying, nobody's more Cleveland than me. Even my birthday is 216. So <laughs> I'm always going to be with Cleveland regardless. Uh, I like I, I like what Jarvis said earlier. He said since he, he, since he came here, you know, everybody looked at us as being the underdog. And but, but he came in, they changed the culture. I looked at the the highlights from, was it, um, first take, and one of the one of the uh, analysts, um, he, he played in Pittsburgh. He was like, hey, the truth of the matter is, the, the Browns started turning around last year when Jarvis came in, when they did the whole season with, with hard knocks. And he was like, hey, if y'all don't want to put your heart in the game, if y'all don't play, put your heart in the game, if you don't want to be here, then go ahead and leave now. Get the heck out. Yeah. And from that point on, you can see the, the change and the, the mentality of everybody around them. And that's what you can see the change, from, like I said, from last year to this point, we're going to keep focused. So this year, everybody, is, the goal is to stay focused. That's right. He just needed a coach to, to back him up to make it really sink in through all the rest of the team. And I think that's what happened this year. Yep, last year was so much distinction. We lost two, like, they went back and forth between coach. This year was like, he came with, hey, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. And this is how we're going to run this program. Okay, focus. And they've been laser sharp, intense focus, and, and been on it ever since. Like, for example, we started off, it wasn't that great, but we won four straight after that. So they figured out what to do. <laughs> yeah, they figured out quick. Yeah. So, so Alex, some final words from you? Yeah, so first and foremost, a little bit of a fun fact here. Um, as of today, the Kansas City Chiefs signed former Browns wide receiver Antonio Callaway to the reserve <laughs> futures contract. I saw so that. I thought that was very interesting. That's um, got to be so bad luck, right? To, 
It has to be. Um, <laughs> secondly, you know, something that you got to look out for, which is going to be Kareem Hunt's return to Kansas City. That's going to be an emotional game for us. Um, <laughs> other than that, you know, in the words of the never-dying Kobe Bryant, job's not done. Job's not done. Um, is, other than that, you know, Rod, it's, you know, it's always a pleasure spending time with you. Dwayne, it was a pleasure spending time with you. Rod, Absolutely. you know, you're, my, you're one of my close friends here that I've made over the, my life and being a journalist and a podcaster. And it's always, always a pleasure, you know, and, uh, I'm ch- talking shop and, just, you know, eating shit. It's always good. It's always good. It's been great talking to both you guys. We are watching Brown's history unfold before our eyes. These are the days that we've been waiting for for years and years as Browns fans since the reincarnation when we thought that we would have a team again. We finally have a team, guys. We finally have a coach. We finally have a quarterback. We finally have, <laughs> I think, a GM. The future's bright. Uh, the past doesn't matter anymore. Go Browns. Uh, it just, this is just so exciting. I just, uh, it's just phenomenal watching this team, guys. And, and it's been a lot of fun talking about it with you guys. So. This has been the Browns Blitz. I appreciate you guys. And like I said, we'll we'll talk after after Sunday when we get his win and we figure out how we're going to focus on to the next game. All right. This has been the Browns Blitz. We will catch you next time.